شهد الله أنه لا إله إلا هو والملائكة والملائكة وأولو العلم قائما بالقسط لا إله إلا هو العزيز الحكيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على عبده ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان لا يوم الدين ما بعد باب قول الله تعالى We're on the 31st chapter on my, my book Which one is your, your eagles? Hmm? 30 يعني ومن قول الله تعالى ومن الناس من يتخذ من دون الله أندادا يحبونهم كحب الله الآية and the next five chapters are going to be speaking about actions of the heart Certain actions of the heart That are the foundations of the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah Brings an example of the acts of worship He brings an example of, of ibadah And he says that ibadah is like a bird Worship is like a bird It has a head and two wings And he says that the head of this bird we know that, but we know by, by the way, a bird, if one wing is not working, then it's not going to be flying correctly, right? So they have to be equal, the wings have to be equal. And it has a head as well, which is what keeps it alive. And so he says that the head of this bird, meaning of ibadah, is love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That no, the, the foundation of all acts of worship is love. We all worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala based on the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The person has no love in his heart for Allah Azza wa Jal, then no doubt that person left the fold of Islam. طيب. The second, the, when the two wings are hope and fear. Hope and fear. So the head of this bird is the love of Allah, and the wings are hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, hoping in Allah, that you think and you have good thoughts of Allah. You are doing your actions, hoping for the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? This is the, uh, one of the, the wings. So a person has a raja. He, he believes that Allah is going to give him good. As opposed to someone who has no hope in, the mas- in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does he say? He says, I have, I, I have done too many sins. Khalas, Allah will never forgive me. How can Allah forgive me? That person, he's, li- he's lost the whole wing of his act of worship. He says, Allah can never forgive me. Rather, a, per- a believer, he has hope in Allah. إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا يُسَارِعُونَ فِي الْخَيْرَاتِ Allah says about the family of Zakariya, they used to be foremost in good. They used to run fast to do good. And they used to call to us out of what? Hope. And there's many evidence we're going to come to, inshallah. Ta'ala. The point is that this um, uh, hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a wing that the believer must have. Your worship. If you have no hope in Allah, you're going to do any worship. Have you seen those people when shaitan gets to their head, and it happens to the majority of us at some point in their lives, that shaitan gets to your head and says, I've done too many sins. Or, I sin and I constantly do the same sin again and again and again, Allah's never going to forgive me. I'm going to stop act- doing worship. In it. I'm not even going to be, you know, there's no point in me even trying to worship Allah. There's no, no point in me trying to even be practicing. I do too many sins. I keep sinning. That person has lost. Shaitan got to him. And we're going to learn about that inshallah ta'ala, today's lesson. And the second side of the wing is what? The second, the second wing is the fear of Allah. 
fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a person, he does not have so much hope in Allah that he has no more fear of Allah. He thinks, yeah, I'm going to go Jannah. I don't need to do anything anyway. Huh? He has no fear of Allah. That's, that's, that wing is gone. So a person who does not fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he fears the Akhirah, he fears that maybe he will go to the hellfire. Maybe his sin is going to destroy him. Maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that, that, that sin that he does is going to be the reason for Allah to misguide him and die upon other than Al-Islam. This person, he has a fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That fear stops him from doing sins and he fears Allah. You understand? Now these are the two wings of that bird, which is, which is worship. If any one of these wings outbalance the other wing or are heavier than the other wing, then this person is going to have an imbalance in his acts of worship. How? If his fear overcomes him, his fear, he fears too much, what's going to happen? He's going to have no hope in Allah. He's going to have no hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's it. No, Allah is going to forgive me. And if someone's hope in Allah, yani good, his raja, it overcomes him and it overtakes him, he's going to say, I don't need to do many good deeds. Allah, forgive. Allah forgives all sins. Don't worry, we don't have to do many. You understand? And so but when, when it's balanced, this person is going to be worshipping Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala based on fear of Allah and also loving Allah and hoping in Allah. So he's going to have hope. Yes, inshallah, Allah will accept from me. And I'm doing these acts of worship out of fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from punishing me or becoming misguided. Is that clear? You can understand that bird? That bird? Those are the, th- the first three that we're going to be speaking about. Love, hope and fear. So there's a sister trying to go inside the sister section and sisters and apparently some, one of the sisters locked the door. So can kindly one of you sisters please go open the door inshallah. Barakallahu feekum. Those are the three, right? Then we're gonna go to then we're gonna learn about the extremes of these three. The extremes of these two of two of two of these things, which is hope and fear. The extreme when it comes to hope is someone has Um Al Makrillah. He has no he, he feels safe from the punishment of Allah. That's the extreme of fear. I mean hope. He has too much hope and he feels safe from the punishment of Allah. He says, Allah is never gonna punish me, don't worry. That we're gonna we're gonna deal with that. It's called Al Amnu Makrillah. And the second side of the extre- being extremely having extreme fear is min rahmatillah. For someone to have no hope in the mercy of Allah. He loses hope in the mercy of Allah and it's also a sin. And all of these things are part of Tawheed. These are the five things we're going to be speaking about. Al-Mahabba, Wal-Khawf, Wal-Raja, Wal-Qunutu min rahmatillah, Wal-Yaksu min ruhillah, Wal-Amnu min makrillah. So love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fear of Allah, Hoping in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, having no hope, and then a person losing hope in the mercy of Allah, and a person having too much, fe- feeling too safe from the punishment of Allah. He feels safe from the punishment of Allah Azza wa Jal. Today's lesson is going to be a long lesson. I think Sunday lessons are going to start, are going to become long, inshallah ta'ala. It's going to be a long lesson, hopefully. And that's not the only thing, inshallah, we'll carry on after those five chapters, we'll go to the next. But this, this, this section, the author, Sheikh Muhammad Wahab, if you see the Kitab al-Tawheed, he puts, it in, in, he puts the chapters in, 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 a, in, order, in a certain order that are connected to each other. So these five are connected to each other. If you guys remember last lesson, long time ago, if you guys remember last lesson, they were all connected to um, magic and sihr and uh, claiming to know the unseen. And before that there was the different acts of worship that people do and they give it to other than Allah, istighatha, dhabh, and nadr, and things like that. This is now here we're talking about the actions of the heart, 
that a person if they do they uh, become a mushrik to other than Allah he brings this chapter and he says and if, just a reminder because it's been a long time the way that the, the, book, the book goes is that there's a point that the author brings and that's the chapter and he brings it in the chapter heading and then he brings evidences for that point that he made and then he brings evidences for that point that he made in the chapter heading you guys remember that? so he says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كُحُبِّ اللَّهِ Al-ayah That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says From amongst the people are those Who take مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ Besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala أَنْدَادًا أَنْدَادًا is translated as rivals Rivals And the aslul nid Aslul nid the, the meaning of the أَنْدَاد Is المساواه It's to make someone similar to someone else and you equated someone to someone else, or you equated something to something else, you made them rivals. Because you made them the same in things that they are opposite in. They're not the same. You made Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the same as anyone else that is worshipped other than Allah. So what did they do? They made that person a nid, a rival with Allah azza wa jal. From the people are those who make other things other than Allah as rivals besides Allah by worshipping them. And making them the same as Allah. Min yuhibbunahum. How from amongst the ways that they do this is yuhibbunahum kahubbillah. They love these things the way they love Allah Azza wa Jal. The way they love Allah or the way they should love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in the end of the ayah, amanu But those who believe, those who have iman, the believers, they have more love for Allah. Meaning these people. They have a love for Allah. The mushrikeen, they have love for, for God, for Allah. They love Allah. Lacking, what did they do? They made someone other than Allah the same as Allah in terms of how much they love them and how they love them. Okay? As for the believers, amanu They love Allah more than these mushrikeen love Allah. Uh, in, in one tafsir of the ayah. طيب? The believers, they love. So, that, so from this ayah, we understand that love. So the point of this, of, this, of this chapter is to show that loving Allah is a type of worship. Loving Allah is a type of worship. And the type of love that is worship is the love that is only for Allah Azza wa Jal. The love of worship. Because you have t- different types of love, right? You can love something not because you're worshipping them. For example, you might love um, a, a, your parents. For example, you love your parents. You love a wife. You love your children. But that type of love... Does that mean now because you love your children and parents that you're a mushrik, you've committed shirk? No. This is the type of love. As for the love what we're talking about here, is the love of Allah that is based on worship and ta'zeem. Venerating Allah in a way of worship. And the love of worship. You find the mushrikeen, an example of them is the mushrikeen, that they, when, you, when, they, when, they, when they hear the name of, their, of their, the things that they worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their love... <coughs> It's a type of love that only is befitting for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They give that to other than Allah. Do you understand that? Just like khawf, remember, fearing Allah, a fear that is only for Allah. Similar to that, a love that is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As for the believers, ashaddu hubban lillah. They love Allah more. Wa qawlillahi ta'ala, Allah says in the Quran, قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ آبَاؤُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاؤُكُمْ And he says, Allah is asking a question, say, إِنْ كَانَ آبَاؤُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاؤُكُمْ If your parents and your children إن كان آباؤكم وأبناؤكم وأزواجكم وأزواجكم 
That's the end of the ayah. He says, if your, your fathers and your children and your brothers and your family members and your, and your wealth and your houses and your houses are more beloved to you than Allah and doing jihad for the sake of Allah then then wait. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send down a punishment against you. And this shows that having love for your children and your family more than the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a sin. Therefore, loving Allah is a good deed and is an act of worship. Therefore, loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a good deed and is an act of worship. In this ayah, إِنْ كَانَ آبَاؤُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاؤُكُمْ وَأَخْوَانُكُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُكُمْ وَعَشِيرَتُكُمْ وَأَمْوَالٌ اقْتَرَفْتُمُوهَا وَتِجَارَةٌ تَخْشَوْنَ كَسَادَهَا وَمَسَاكِنُ تَرْضَوْنَهَا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَجِهَادٍ فِي سَبِيلِهِ Allah says, if these things are more beloved to you than Allah and jihad. Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mention these things and then Allah and jihad as well? That's, that's, that's one good point. صح. They naturally dislike jihad. Lakin, we have to understand here, Allah is, is, the point I'm, I'm trying to make is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He brings Allah, the asl, you're meant to love Allah. And then He brings the things that you love for the sake of Allah. Jihad, you don't love it for itself, just for fighting. Or uh, any other act of, of worship, you don't love it just in and of itself. Or a Muslim brother, you don't love a Muslim brother just because he's a Muslim, just because he's a, just for himself. You love him for the sake of Allah. So the love that should be above the love of everything else is the love of Allah and everything for the sake of Allah. You understand? The love that should be above everything uh, above everything else is the love of Allah, which is the foundation, and everything that comes out for that, which is the love for the sake of Allah. Loving the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as we're going to come inshaAllah ta'ala. You understand? Now. It's a manifestation of the love for Allah. It's a love for the sake of Allah. Well, when I say love for the sake of Allah, what do I mean by that? I mean that you love something because Allah loves it. That's what we mean by that. Translation in English, for the sake of Allah, doesn't really make sense, I think. In my mind, for the sake of Allah. What do you mean for the sake of Allah? And for the sake of, are you trying to help Allah by this love? That's what it seems like to me. I don't know. Maybe the English just seems wrong to me. The point is that to understand for the, what does it mean? I love for the sake of Allah. As all, the, all the people they say, I love you fi sabilillah. It's different for the, to say for the sake of Allah. I love you fi sabilillah, yani, meaning I love something because Allah loves it. You love a Muslim because Allah loves the Muslims. You love the Prophet the most because Allah loves him the most. Then he says, وعن, وعن بن مالك رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه he narrates that the Prophet وسلم, he said لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من ولده ووالده والناس أجمعين. The Prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام he said none of you will truly believe, none of you will have complete iman until I am more beloved to him. Meaning the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم is more beloved to you than من ولده than your children, ووالده and your parents, والناس أجمعين and all of mankind, all of them. You have to love the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم more than all of them. Because the love of the Prophet ﷺ is a manifestation of the love of Allah. So therefore, if someone loves someone more than the Prophet ﷺ, it shows a deficiency. So loving the Prophet ﷺ is part of loving Allah, therefore it's an act of worship. وَلَهُمَا أُوصَى الْبُخَالِ الْمُسْلِمِ نَرَيْتُ أُوصَى عَنْهُ from Anas ibn Malik 
radiyallahu anhu qala qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said thalathun man kunna fihi wajada bihinna halawat al-iman there are three characteristics that whoever has these characteristics in their heart wajada bihinna halawat al-iman through these things they will taste the sweetness of iman what are these things that you have to have in your heart in order to have the sweetness of iman an yakuna allahu wa rasuluhu ahabba ilayhi mimma siwahuma number one is that you love Allah and His Messenger more than anything else. There is nothing more beloved to you than Allah and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this is the way of the believers. They don't love anyone other than Allah, anyone more than Allah or the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In the hadith, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said that there will come, there will, there will, there will, be, there will come a, a group of people after me. يَتَمَنَّ أَحَدُهُمْ One of them would wish لَوْ رَآنِي بِأَهْلِهِ وَمَالِهِ he would wish to have seen me, even if it means that all of his wealth and all of his family were destroyed. And we're not talking about meeting the Prophet No, he just wants to see the Prophet Even if his money was taken and all of his family, everything was gone. Your family died, your wealth was destroyed. Just to see the Prophet From the most people, from the people who love me the most are those people. They wish one of them, if he saw me, if only he saw me, for his whole, even if it meant that his whole family and his, all of his wealth was to go. And this is the, a high level of Iman that I believe in is to aspire to. That you love Allah and the Messenger of Allah more than anything else. I was going to say, can a person claim to love Allah and his Messenger without showing it outwardly? Like, can someone, well, I can say that I love him, but if my actions contradict that? Of course not. Yani, a person who say, uh, claims... Allah, Allah gives an ayah, right, in the Quran. Allah, when the and some of the people they were they were claiming to love Allah, Allah revealed the ayah. Al Hasan al Basri, He named it ayah al Imtihan, the ayah of the testing. He's testing this claim. Allah says, "Qul um, in kuntum tuhibun Allah, if you truly love Allah, say if you truly love Allah, fatabiuni then follow me. Yuhibbukum Allah. That's the test. If you really love Allah, you would follow the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in your actions." And if you don't do that, then that shows that your love is, is, is a lie, right? As Ibn Qayyim, what did he say in his, in his lines of poetry? In ta'sil ilaha wa anta taz'u hubbahu. He said that you, 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 um, you disobey Allah and then you claim to love him. This is something fil uquli muhalu. Lo kana hubbuka sadiqan la ata'tahu. Inna al muhibba li ma yuhibbu muti'u. He said, if, if, you, you, if, if you would truly love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you would have followed him. You, would have, you wouldn't have disobeyed him. Right? The one who loves, if you love them, then you obey them. If you love someone, you obey them. So no, that's a false claim. You had another question? Exactly. That's another evidence for that. That iman is, is iman is not just in the heart. Iman is in the actions as well. And part of love is, is actions. Then he says the second thing. That a person loves a person, and you do not love them for anything other than Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. You love a person only for the sake of Allah, nothing else, only fi sabilillah because Allah loves this person. That's the only reason why you love them. This is a yeah, second thing that you need that will make you taste the love, the, the sweetness of Iman. And the last characteristic in the heart is that a person, he hates to go back to Kufr. 
just like he hates after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, um, saved him from it just like he hates to go and be thrown into the fire person hates to he wish whenever he imagines that jahiliyyah that he was upon or the ignorance that he was upon a few years ago it hurts his heart and burns his heart to the even thought the imagination the, Im the imagining to go back to that that life and that's something that a person needs to يعني, aspire to make sure that you get to that level where you're hating to ever want to go back to that level of 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 um, of, of jahl and ignorance and, and bad deeds when a person has these three characteristics, then he tastes the sweetness of Iman. And as Al Abu as Al Hirakl, Hirakl, the, the leader of, of the Romans, when Abu Sufyan came to him and he asked him, he asked him, uh, Hirakl asked Abu Sufyan about the Prophet وسلم, about this Prophet that came from Mecca, who was the leader of Sham, huh? the Romans. And Abu Sufyan came from from Mecca as a trader. And so he called him and he said, who amongst you is the closest in lineage to this man who claims to be a prophet? So Abu Sufyan was, and so he asked Abu Sufyan, one of the questions that he asked him is, uh, uh, do the people who become Muslim, do they ever leave their Islam? Or do they stay firm? Abu Sufyan, he couldn't lie. He said, yes, they stay firm upon their Islam. This was the Sahaba. And so he raqal, he said, وَكَذَلِكَ الْإِيمَانِ إِذَا خَالَطَتْ بَشَاشَتُهُ الْقُلُوبِ That's just like that, is Iman. When it's love, when it's sweet taste, it, it touches the heart, it never ever leaves after that. When that sweet taste, when a person has these tastes of Iman, he loves Allah and His Messenger وسلم, more than anyone else. And he loves and he tastes the sweetness of Iman. This person is very hard for him to ever leave that, the Islam after that. Because when, as he said, That is the situation of Iman. When the sweetness taste or the sweetness of Iman mixes with the heart. It's very hard for someone to leave that after that because they know it's the truth and they find that peace inside their heart. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst them. That doesn't mean that a person cannot leave Islam. A person can leave Islam. May Allah protect us from it. That's why we should always ask Allah to keep us away from al-kufr uh, al Lakin, this is um, this, this, this tasting of, of Iman is something that will keep someone inshaAllah ta'ala far away from that inshaAllah. It's permissible if there's a if there's a benefit. If there's a benefit. After as for if there's no benefit, then it's not allowed. So you're allowed to, a person allowed to talk about the jahiliya if there's a benefit. Like for example, the evidence for that is Umar bin Khattab anhu, right? He would speak about his jahiliya and he said, Kunna, we used to go on a boat and we used to um we never used to have our idols with us with, with us. And so we would take dates and we would mold it into a statue and we worship it and then when we got hungry we would eat it so he was telling that he was telling about his jahiliya right out of a benefit show us how yeah, stupid that was that's another narration here he mentions, Ibn Abbas anhu, mentions the hadith. This hadith is narrated by um, Al-Tabari. Uh, uh, and it's a, it's a weak chain of narration, but the mean, meaning is correct. He said, Man Whoever loves for the sake of Allah. And, and hates something يعني, for the sake of Allah. And he builds relations for Allah. And he, and he shows enmity for Allah subhanahu wa that is the only way that you're going to gain the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Look what he mentions here. Man ahabba fi Allah wa abghada fi Allah. You love and hate for Allah. That's the only reason why you love and hate, generally, in terms of religiously. Someone as the, يعني, if you find the, the, the examples of the Salaf, this is are many and, and ajeeb, are shocking, يعني, subhanAllah. The way that they would love for the sake of Allah and the way that they would hate for the sake of Allah, subhanAllah. And they have allegiance and enmity for the sake of Allah. Enmity, enmity to those who people disbelieve in Allah, subhanAllah. And love and allegiance to the believers for the sake of Allah, subhanAllah. In a hadith that was written by, um, about, about the end of times, when the Muslims, they will have battles against the Romans. And then the Romans, some of them they will become Muslim. And the Romans, when the Muslims would, would win, but the, some of the Romans would become Muslim. And so the Romans, they would say to the Muslims, bring us our people who became Muslim and went to you guys. He said, no, then the Muslims would say, no, these are our brothers now. We'll never give them back. Just a second ago, they were fighting. Look how the Iman, he made someone love and hate for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just a second ago, they were fighting. And then when they became Muslim and they joined the Muslim ranks, when the Romans, they said, bring us our, our soldiers, the Muslims said, no, these are our brothers now. We can't, we'll fight for them. We'll die for the, for the sake of these people now. And in the hadith, the shahid for this hadith, which um, is narrated by Abu Dawood in his, Mus- in his, in his sunan, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, مَنْ أَحَبَّ فِي اللَّهِ وَأَبْغَضَ فِي اللَّهِ وَأَعْطَى لِلَّهِ وَمَنْعَ لِلَّهِ فَقَدْ اسْتَكْمَلَ الْإِيمَانِ whoever, gives, whoever loves for Allah and hates for, for Allah, and gives for Allah and withholds for Allah, then that person, he has completed iman. This is the... The, the, the substance of Iman That everything that is you do for your heart Inside your heart Is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Nothing else He has completed Iman And a lot of times today we find That we have, this, we have this concept of love for Allah But the hate for Allah is not there It's very very weak And what makes it weak is living in, in, amongst the non-Muslims of course It makes it weak is, is, with the society that we're in And you see a sin and it becomes normal for you We're not talking about just hating people We're talking about also hating the sin you hear music and you, you feel it's normal. You don't feel that anger for the, for, the, for, the, for people sinning against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or you don't feel that hate for when you see a cross, you see a church and you see a cross. And it's just normal to you. Hmm? That's shirk with Allah. That person's insulting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your creator, the one who you, you love more than anyone else. How can, you, how can a person now love that person? How can a person see that cross and just يعني, be normal, think it's normal? That's... You know, some of the Salaf, they would say, I can't even look at the Christian. I can't look at him. He'll look down. You can't look at them because of how they're worship, worshipping other than Allah. Now, this, that does not mean, obviously, violence and stuff like that. Like we're talking about in terms of what we do things, we love for the sake of Allah, and we hate for the sake of Allah, and we also act the way Allah commanded us. Allah did not command us to do violence in that kind of way, and of course not. Like, we do it for the sake of Allah. We love what Allah commands us, we do, we do it. And what Allah commanded us not to do, we don't do it. Because we love Allah and we, and we don't love, it's not for our desires. And a lot of people, they get confused with this. Is that they say we love and hate for the sake of Allah. And, and think, but then they do things because of their desires. He's a non-Muslim and he's a whatever, so I can rob him. He wants to take the money. And for his desires. That's the takfir, is the way they do. And they say you can sell drugs to those people because, because they're non-Muslims. Haqq Allah, it's a fatwa that was given in London. Uh, the desires, you know. It's, a des- it's desires. We, do the, we love for Allah. So therefore we act the way Allah wants us to act. An example of that is someone, someone's not praying. He's not praying. We say, brother, pray. Allah commanded us to tell, us to tell him to pray, right? And he gets angry. He says, I'm doing it for the sake of Allah. So he throws a rock at him or something like that. Did Allah command you to throw a rock? So therefore that, 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 that action wasn't for the sake of Allah. And that love was fake. And that love is it's fake. It's based on your desires. It's, on, it's, on, it's nothing else. It's nothing else. So a person shouldn't be confused between that. The point is that Hating also for the sake of Allah, hating these sins. Don't be desensitized to these sins. That's one of the most important things. No. So, you know, if you have a believer 
Allah and hate him. No, you love him because of his belief and you hate his major sins. You hate him for his major sins. So not just the sinner, not just the sinner, you hate the sin, you put, yeah, because you can love someone and hate someone. Love and hate can be, as Ibn Taymiyyah and the scholars, they mentioned, that love and hate can be found in one person. You can love someone, the majority of them, and you hate part of them. So, so it's not just, you, know, you hate, the, you hate the, the sin and the sinner. No, I'm going to ask, um, can you separate the sin and the person? You can slightly, you can sometimes. Right? So you hate the sin, but not the person. Sometimes, no, 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 no. Yani you hate the sin, and you hate the, fa- the fact that the person done that sin. Like as a person, you love him as well, or you love that part, you hate that part of him. So you can have love and hate in the same person, but the sin in of itself and the person, you hate both of them, part of that. Okay. Christian. Ahsant. So if Ahsant. Now exactly. So if a person has a Jewish wife or Christian wife, yeah, and you love the wife, you love her. Like and you hate her shirk and her kufr. So you understand? No. Quickly. No, natural love is different. Natural love is different as long as it's not love for the sake of Allah. Yani loving a Christian because of his Christianity, for example. Hmm? Yeah, respect for Christianity and things like that. All of that rubbish. It's a good question. Now, so that, that bird is talking about asking about that bird. We said that some, sometimes that love and f- that, that, that fear and hope, that an imbalance, some, an imbalance is sometimes needed. So your fear sometimes needs to go up higher and sometimes your hope needs to go up higher as well. For example, they say that um, towards the end of your life when you're about to die, some scholars they mention that your hope should go up when you're about to die, when you're about to istihdar at the time where your soul is coming out. You should remember the hope of Allah, that Allah inshallah is going to forgive you. Because they say, khalas, you shouldn't lose hope in the mercy of Allah at that time. And sometimes your fear should go higher. In different situations, yeah. Last because question. Sometimes people get angry for themselves. Mm. At what point does that become not allowed? Uh, that uh, only get, uh, being angry for your own self only becomes uh, not allowed when it leads to something haram. It's not something haram to be angry for, mm-hmm. uh, uh, for personal reasons. It's not, that's not necessarily haram. But the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam narrated. He said that he would never take revenge for his own self. He would never ever. And this is a, this is from the perfection of a person's iman. He doesn't get angry for himself. Someone can harm him and whatever. And if he gives, Don't you love that Allah will forgive you? Things like that. Like when it comes to for the sake of Allah. So as long as it doesn't lead to haram, it's okay. I mean, more for like, uh, um, so for example, let's say a family member doesn't pray or something, and you get angry for yourself instead of, you know what I mean? And you get angry for yourself, inshallah, that anger is for the sake of Allah. You're angry because he doesn't pray and you get angry for yourself You should try to control that and you remember that it's for the sake of Allah Because if you get angry for yourself, it will lead you to do something that is haram That's not allowed Because you're not, you're not confining yourself by the love and hate of Allah for, for Allah Right? So that's the problem So that was the last question, last question What steps should we take to not get desensitized to the sins that you were just Stay away from those sins Stay away from the areas of the sins as well Even looking, yeah Even looking at it and the worst thing is social media desensitizes from all sins today. Everything you just become desensitized. You see 
all, all types of stuff, right? So don't even look at it. Don't even look at it. Stay away from it. Yeah, that's what I would say, definitely. طيب, then he says, قال ابن عباس, نعم, وبذلك تناول, ولن تجد, and you never find, he says at the end of the أثر, ولن يجد عبد طعم الإيمان, that a slave will never find the taste of Iman, وإن كثرت صلاته وصومه, even if you pray and you fast a lot, حتى يكون كذلك, until you are like that, يعني you love and hate only for the sake of Allah, عز وجل, وقد صارت عامة مؤاخات الناس, على أمر الدنيا, and he said today, that today, Ibn Abbas is talking about his times, that today the majority of people's love and their brotherhood and their connection is ala amri dunya because of the dunya worldly gains that's what people love each other for and that's not going to be that's not going to stay that's not going to be there forever we're going to we're going to see in the athar later on he says and that doesn't bring anything to you and it doesn't bring you any benefit for you to have muakha for you to have love for a benefit of this dunya <coughs> That's not going to bring you any benefit. And that's how the majority of brotherhoods and friends are today. على أمر الدنيا And then Ibn Abbas, look at the, look at the next after he brings وقال Ibn Abbas في قوله تعالى وتقطعت بهم الأسباب After he just mentioned that their love is for the dunya He said on the day of judgment in the ayah it says وتقطعت بهم الأسباب قال المودة On the day of judgment it's going to be cut between them. All ropes, all connections is going to be cut. Meaning all love. All of that love that you had for someone else in this dunya because of a dunya reason, it's not going to benefit you in the, in the akhirah. It's not going to... بِهِمُ الْأَسْبَابِ وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوا In the ayah it says, وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوا لَوْ أَنَّ لَنَا كَرَّةً فَنَتَبَرَّأَ مِنْهُمْ كَمَا تَبَرَّأُوا مِنَّا Those people, they used to follow people on, on, in, the, in this dunya. They used to follow them and they used to take them as celebrities and examples. وقال, and they, what happened on that day? Uh, ولو, ولو يرى الذين ظلموا إذ يرون العذاب أن القوة لله جميع وأن الله شديد العذاب إذ تبرأ الذين اتبعوا من الذين اتبعوا Those people who were followed they're going to free themselves from those who followed them إذ تبرأ الذين اتبعوا من الذين اتبعوا ورأوا العذاب and they'll see the punishment وتقطعت بهم الأسباب and that connection that they have is going to be completely cut, cut up that love that you had for that celebrity for a reason of this dunya is going to be completely cut up and the worst thing is what today someone loves someone not only for the fact that he's a celebrity or she he or she is a celebrity but for the fact that they're doing haram they're a celebrity doing haram whether it be a musician whether it be a famous influencer makeup and things like that or youtube or things like that i didn't know that youtube was a famous like was looked at celebrities until recently the, the next generation i know you guys or well, most of us are older but our gen- the generation that our nieces and nephews they actually see celebrities as you- I mean YouTube as celebrities. I never knew that until recently. Subhanallah. Ajib. My, my nephew saw me on YouTube and he was shocked. <laughs> they see them as celebrities. Ajib. The point is that, huh? That the, the celebrities that you have love for for today, if you love them for something that's only in this dunya, what's going to happen? تقطعت بهم الأسباب. All that love is going to have no benefit. And it's going to cut off. What's going to be? What's going to remain on the day of judgment? Is only for the sake of Allah. Allah says, That the close brothers, close friends, on that day, on the day of judgment, are going to be enemies. Except for those who have taqwa. Those are the only people who are going to have, their, their relationship is going to stay until the day of judgment. So therefore, those people who have love for the sake of Allah, their relationship will help them يوم القيامة as well. فيه مسائل الأولى تفسير آية البقرة تفسير آية البقرة الثانية تفسير آية البراءة وتقدم ف 
ثالثة وجوب محبتي صلى الله عليه وسلم على النفس والأهل والمال That it is obligatory to love the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم over ourselves and our families and all of our wealth الرابع number four is أن نفي الإيمان لا يدل على الخروج من الإسلام The fact that the iman was negated does not mean you leave Islam يعني just because someone says the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said لا يؤمن you do not believe it doesn't mean that it is a person is a disbeliever now what it means by he, you don't, you, he does not believe is he hasn't got perfect, perfect iman sometimes and this is a principle I think we went through before that sometimes when the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم or the Quran or the Sunnah negates iman or places a hukum a ruling of kufr disbelief on someone or a, a group of people then it doesn't necessitate that it is major kufr or iman is completely wiped away. For example, None of you will truly believe. Notice how they translate it as truly believe. Even though it's Arabic, in Arabic it says none of you will believe. None of you will believe until None of you will truly believe until your desires follow what I came with. The Prophet's rulings. Your desires must follow the... يعني you won't truly believe meaning complete iman and also the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه none of you would truly believe until you love for your brother what you love for yourself truly believe يعني the highest level of iman and when Allah says when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said قتال المسلم سباب المسلم فسوق وقتاله كفر to fight a disbeliever is kufr is that major kufr no so he said negation of iman is not always Negation of Iman is not always negating your Iman, you have no Iman. And saying that whoever does this is a disbeliever does not always mean that this person is a major disbeliever. Rather, he's committed an act which is a major sin, which was described as kufr. But it doesn't mean that you're out of, it, out of it, Islam. Like fighting a Muslim, for example. Qitaluhu kufrun, it's kufr. But it doesn't mean it's major kufr. Those who rule by other than the Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are the kafirun. Is that major kufr? No, it's minor kufr. Unless certain things are, come with it. طيب. So that's the point here, that's the principle. It's an important principle to know. And if it's un- misunderstood, a person will fall into making takfir and declaring others disbelievers without any right. For example, if someone says, uh, you don't love for your brother, for your love for yourself, therefore you're a disbeliever. You know, it might make you fall into that. You have to understand this principle. Yeah. Uh, could some of the Western pilots to give to show like, the general masses like, the importance of all the magnitude? Ahsant, yeah. The reason for that, one of the reasons for that is that to show the general masses that it is a huge sin. That's why Imam Ahmed, remember in Sihr, remember we took Bab al-Sihr, remember? When Imam Ahmed, he was asked about whoever goes to a kahin, a soothsayer. The Prophet sallallahu said, bima unzil ala Muhammad. He has disbelieved in what came to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Is it this major or, or minor disbelief? When they asked Imam Ahmed, Imam Ahmed, he said, kufrun wa bas, just kufr. I'm not going to add or, you know, to, to scare the people. And don't go to a soothsayer ever. <laughs> And then he says, الخامسة أن أن للإيمان حلاوة قد يجدها الإنسان وقد لا يجدها. That iman has sweetness. A person may taste it and a person may not taste it. And that sweetness is it physical or not? Some scholars they said it's physical sweetness that you taste on your tongue. Some scholars they mentioned that. والصحيح الذي ذكره ابن رجب ابن رجب mentioned which is more correct. والله أعلم is that it is a sweetness that you taste in your heart. السادس number six is أعمال القلوب الأربع التي لا تنال ولاية الله إلا بها. وَلَا يَجِدُ أَحَدٌ طَعْمَ الْإِيمَانِ إِلَّا بِهَا The four actions of the heart that you only that's, that's the only way that you're going to gain the love of Allah and also the taste of Iman and that is loving and hating for the sake of Allah and having enmity and also allegiance for the sake of Allah only 
that the Sahaba they understood the reality of the situation, that the majority of the people, their brotherhood, was based on this dunya. Thamina number eight is tafsir wa some of the mushrikeen they love Allah. A strong love of Allah. They actually love Allah. But they love their rivals then and that the people that they worship other than Allah, similar to how they love Allah. Al Aishira al Waidu Allah Mankanati That this threat that came for the one or against the one who loves one of these eight things more than his religion. His wealth and his family and all of that stuff. He loves it more than his religion. That's a, that's a scary situation to be in. Whoever takes a rival and he loves him just like he loves Allah, then he's committed shirk al-akbar, major shirk, and he leaves the fold of Islam by that. The second act of worship that we're going to take in is al-khawf. So al-muhabba is the foundation, is the head, right? Without loving of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you don't do any worship. A person cannot do worship without loving Allah azza wa قوله تعالى now we're talking about fear of Allah قول الله تعالى إنما ذلكم الشيطان يخوف أولياءه فلا تخافوهم وخافون إن كنتم مؤمنين Allah says إنما ذلكم الشيطان talking about the battles that shaitan he comes and he makes his أولياء some scholars they mentioned the أولياء of Allah or the أولياء of shaitan which one is it and he makes أولياء the friends of Allah سبحانه وتعالى they they try to fear him they try to, shaitan tries to make the believers fear, fear. Yani when they're in battle, shaitan tries to make the believer, makes the believer fear the battle. فَلَا تَخَافُوهُمْ But Allah says, فَلَا تَخَافُوهُمْ Then do not fear, him, fear them. وَخَافُونِي إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ But fear me if you are truly believers. And that shows that fearing Allah Azza wa Jal is an act of worship. And that act of worship is the fear of Allah that is specific to Allah Azza wa Jal. That is specific to Allah. Yani, um, someone... Maybe in a in front of a lion, a lion's attacking. You're gonna be scared, right? If a, if a lion's running at you, you're gonna be scared. Does that mean that you've committed shirk because you fear the lion? No, it's only shirk when you fear someone the way that you should only fear Allah Azza wa Jal. And the example that I always give for this is the brother who was telling me that he would go in Yemen, in Yemen, in, in a place called. In a place where they would um, they would study Sufi place, and he said that we used to fear the Sheikh. That I would be in a room alone, but I would be scared of the teeth of the Sheikh, because he, I think that he can see me and he knows what I'm doing, so I wouldn't commit a sin. And this is the type of fear that is shirk of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Another example is an example of Sheikh Salih al Sheikh Allah Taala gave that person was in a, in a taxi, and then he he the man behind him was a person of Tawheed. And the, the passenger and the taxi driver was uh, one of those people who they would they would fear um, the, the, the saints as they say or awliya as they say the Sufi leaders and one of the people that they worship in Egypt especially is al-Badawi Ahmed al-Badawi and they worship him in Egypt so he was in the, in, the, in the taxi and the man he told him to say what, he was speaking about it and he said that al-Badawi can't, can't do anything the Muhyid, the person of Tawheed, he said that. So the man got scared. He said, he stopped. He said, get out of my taxi. You're going to cause harm. You're going to cause a punishment to come to us. This and that. He got scared of the, of that, of Al-Badawi because of what that man said. And that, no doubt, is a type of shirk. That's the type of fear that we're talking about. That is 
worshipping of Allah and also the type of shirk if you give it to anyone other than Allah. Is that clear? That's narrated by Al Hassan al Basri. Al Hassan al Basri, when he said, Man khaf Allah, khafahu kullu shay. Whoever fears Allah, everything will fear him. Waman lam yakhafillah, akhafahu Allah min kullu shay. And whoever does not fear Allah, Allah will make him scared of everything. When you fear Allah, everything's going to be scared of you, everyone's going to respect you. But when you are, are not scared of Allah, you have no khawf in Allah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make you scared of things. Right now. Mm. They know that of you. Like they know that you're, you tend to enjoy the good and the evil. Mm. And because of that, they, like you remind them of Allah. That mm. Yeah, that's fine. That's good. Because everyone needs a reminder of fear of Allah. So that's fine. Is it shirk to fear jinns or ghosts? If you believe, again, same thing. If you believe that they have a power that only Allah has, then it's shirk. For example, you say that the jinn is not going to. He's going to not going to take me to Jannah. He's going to make me go to the hellfire. Or the jinn is not going to give me. He's going to prevent my child from, from me having a child, for example. Nothing, for example, like that. Then it's, nah, it's a type of shirk. As for if he's just, yeah, if he's at home and he's just scared and stuff like that, no. But no doubt it's a sign of weak man. Sign of? Yeah, it's a natural fear. And it's a sign of weak man. And every natural fear takes as a principle. Every natural fear, the more it is, the weaker your iman. Hatta there were examples of the Salaf that they, a man was captured by the Romans from the Salaf and he was put into a lion, in, into a, a den with a lion and the lion, they put the lion with him and so he stood there and the lion was coming to him and he licked him and he didn't do any, the lion didn't eat him or anything like that he doesn't fear, he only fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so he went back so they asked him, what were you thinking, like how did that happen, what were you thinking when the lion came and licked you he said, I was thinking is the lion's saliva najis or not? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's the only thing I was thinking about. I wasn't scared of the lion. Is it is, is the saliva impure or not? So there's a level of fear of not that there's levels for that, you know? Some people have no fear they don't have fear the level of fear of only Allah is so high, they don't fear anything other than Allah. May Allah take us to such a level. From the evidence of this now fear of fearing of Allah is that Allah says, Allah. من آمن بالله واليوم الآخر وأقام الصلاة وآت الزكاة ولم يخش إلا الله. That those people who establish the masajid of Allah are those who believe in Allah on the last day. وأقام الصلاة and they establish the salah وآت الزكاة and they give the zakah ولم يخش إلا الله and they do not fear other than Allah. They don't fear anyone other than Allah. These are the, this is the, 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 the sifa, the description and the characteristics of those people who look after the masajid of Allah. These are the people who should look after the masjid of Allah. وَقَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَقُولُ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ And Allah says in the Qur'an that from amongst the people are those who say that they believe in Allah. فَإِذَا أُوذِيَ فِي اللَّهِ جَعَلَ فِتْنَةَ النَّاسِ كَعَذَابِ اللَّهِ وَلَئِنْ جَاءَهُ نَصْرٌ مِنْ رَبِّكَ لَيَقُولُنَّ إِنَّا كُنَّا مَعَكُمْ أَوَلَيْسَ اللَّهُ بِعَلَامَ بِمَا فِي صُدُورِ الْعَالَمِينَ So Allah subhanahu when, 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 when he's harmed for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he makes the people's what the people are going to do to him he makes it as if it's the punishment of Allah that's how scared he is or the punishment of the people right this is 
This is talking about a group of people who they make the whatever the people are going to do to them as if it's the punishment of Allah. That's how much they fear it. So because of that, they may leave off something that's haram, that's, that's, that's wajib. For example, he says, if I pray in front of the people, they're going to laugh at me. Or if I pray in front of the people, they're going to do this and that. Or my family or this and that. Anyone. He makes it as if it's the punishment of Allah. So he doesn't do it. Or he says, or the, the, you go and you say, this is haram. But they say, no, but the people say, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I have to go. I have to go to the wedding. Otherwise, people are going to, you know, I'm going to be um, looked at in a bad way. My family are not going to talk to me. This and that. No, you don't, you don't make the, the punishment of the people like the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their punishment is not going to harm you without the permission of Allah. And, and you leaving off that, uh, that thing, it's going to protect you by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No. If it stops you from doing haram, yani the people, that's, that's something that's not haram itself. It's fine. That happens. But no doubt, it is not perf- perfect iman. The thing that should stop you is the fear of Allah. But like if the people stop you from doing haram, then alhamdulillah, it's also, you don't do haram. What is your fear for your sins to be exposed to? Fine, also, also. That's also fine. Like the ultimate fear should be for, the, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if it's not, then it's also, that's fine. Khawf and khashya. Khawf and khashya is two different things. Al-khashya is a type of fear that is based on ilm, knowledge. Based on knowledge, khashya. So, so it's fear, but based on knowledge. So therefore the people of knowledge, they have more khashya. That's what Allah says in the Quran, إِنَّمَا يَخْشَى اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ The only people who have khashya of Allah are the ulama, people of knowledge, right? So it's based on knowledge. Al-khawf is just general fear. Khashya is based on knowledge. Wallahu a'ala. Now, then he says, وعن أبي سعيد الخدري رضي الله عنه مرفوعا أبو سعيد الخدري رضي الله عنه نميت من الرفيع صلى الله عليه وسلم إن سأل إن من ضعف اليقين أن ترضي الناس بسخط الله from your from the weakness of your يقين of your certainty in Allah is that you please the people out of making Allah angry you make Allah you in order to make the people happy you make Allah angry as I mentioned the example you you're too shy to say no you're too shy to all of this stuff because of the people so you do a sin because of the people and he says, And that you praise the people because of what Allah gave to you. The rizq that Allah gave to you, the provision, the money, whatever Allah gave to you, you praise other people for it. And that you blame the people because of what Allah didn't give you. Allah didn't give you something and you start blaming the people because of you, it's all your fault. That the rizq, the rizq, the provision from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to be brought to you. Your money, you're not going to get money because of how hard you're working. Just because you work hard that you're going to get money? No. You're working hard is a means. But Allah is the one who brings about that rizq. And the one, if someone's trying to stop you from all good, he's trying to stop you from getting khair, it's not going to prevent you from anything. All that, all that khair, I mean, uh, the one who hates for you to get good, he wishes only bad for you. He's not going to stop anything. He can't do anything against you. If Allah wants you to have it, you will get it. The point of this hadith is, That you give pleasure to the people out of anger for Allah. Say, but I'm going to look so bad if I don't wear eyelashes. Or if I'm going to look so bad if I don't go to that wedding, it's going to be bad. It has music and things like that. All of these, all of these kind of things, you know. People are going to speak about me if I don't. Like, this is all things that you should be, is from weakness, you man. Hmm. Um, 
Yeah, about about that would, would, could that would that fall into like for example even like my lad's clothing like um, I don't know. No, one thing that for example when I was younger was it like her wearing trousers, maybe ankle stuff like that because people kind of call you. Yeah, that comes under like that. Yeah, wearing clothes that are good for the sake of Allah. And you don't wear it because the people it comes under it's part of the weak yaqeen, no doubt. Then this is when Aisha radiallahu anha, Anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qala man iltamasa rida al-nasi, man iltamasa rida Allahi bi sakhati Allah radiallahu anhu wa arda anhu al-nas, wa man iltamasa rida al-nasi bi sakhati Allahi sakhita Allahu alayhi wa asakhata alayhi al-nas. And this is the result of the previous hadith. Whoever seeks the pleasure of Allah, even if it makes the people angry, Allah will be pleased with him. And he'll make the people pleased with him as well. And know that this meaning is correct. You do something for the sake of Allah and, you, and the people, they get angry at you. Allah will be pleased with you. And no doubt, even out of the, يعني, whether they like it or not, they're, they're going to also be pleased with you. And the evidence all that, for that also, another hadith, the Prophet said that when Allah loves someone, he says, he calls to Jibreel and he says, Ya Jibreel, I love so and so, so love him. And so Jibreel loves him. And so when Jibreel loves him, he tells the people of the heavens, the angels of the heavens to love him. And so the angels, they all love this one person until you find that this love and this acceptance comes down on the earth. That you hardly, hardly find anyone except that they love this person. And they, that was because Allah loved. So if Allah loves someone, then the people, they're going to accept him whether they like it or not. And if Allah, and if you, and it's the opposite also, Whoever seeks the pleasure of the people by making Allah angry, then Allah will be angry at him and he, the people will also become angry at him as well. They'll hate him as well. So it will be a lose-lose situation and a win-win situation either way. Rawahu ibn Hibban fi sahihihi Fihi masail al-ula tafsiru ayat al-ali imran Al-thaniya tafsiru ayat al-baqara Thalitha tafsiru ayat al-ankabut Rabi'a anna al-yaqeena yadbu'ufu wa yaqwa The yaqeen, it becomes strong and, and, and weak. The certainty of a person can become up and down just like iman goes up and down. Your yaqeen goes up and down and your actions of the heart go up and down. الخامسة علامة ضعفه ومن ذلك هذه الثلاث sign of the weak يقين as we mentioned السادسة أن إخلاص الخوف لله من الفرائض that your fear should only be for Allah سبحانه وتعالى meaning the fear that is an act of worship السابعة ذكر ثواب من فعله the reward of the one who does such a thing يعني only fears Allah سبحانه وتعالى الثامنة ذكر عقاب من تركه the punishment of the one who does not fear Allah سبحانه وتعالى Someone gives you something. Or you get wealth, sorry, sorry. You get you get, you, you, you do a job and you say, Alhamdulillah, oh, this this risk that this provision that came from me came to me was because of my manager. No, it wasn't. The manager might have paid you, you might have all from Allah. So I mean instead of seeing that person as a mean, you see the person as a source. Instead of seeing a person as a mean, you see him as a source. Yeah. Sorry? Of course. Not always, but a lot of times there's exceptions. Whoever, whatever, words of the, words of umum, words of that that show generality do have exceptions a lot of times. For example, kul man ma alladhi, all of it has exceptions. Generally, a lot of times, not all the time. Sometimes it has no exceptions. Possibly. Here we're speaking about the act of worship of what? 
hope in Allah. Hope in Allah. And he used the word tawakkul. Why? Because tawakkul is the ultimate hope in Allah. Ask him something. Let me see the chapter. Where? Yes. That's not a chapter. Bab. Bab. Where's Bab? Babu in the Madalik Mushaytan. Famous. Oh, Bab. In the. Yeah, it's the same chapter. It's just some ayat are missing actually. It's different. It's the same chapter. It's the same chapter. وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَتَوَكَّلُوا إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ In Allah, have your tawakkul alone, if you are truly believers. And so in this, 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 this chapter is talking about tawakkul. It's talking about having only trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And trusting in Allah, it means تَفْوِيضُ الْأُمُورِ إِلَيْهِ To leave all of your affairs in the hands of Allah. Knowing that it is all in the hands of Allah, hoping that it's from Him, whilst taking the means. Whilst taking the means. That's the condition of tawakkul. That you're taking the means. So you, for example, someone does just sit at home and he says, yeah, I'm having tawakkul in Allah and all my money and all of my rizq and my whatever I need is going to come to me because Allah, it's, in, it's all in Allah's hands. Yes, it's all in Allah's hands. Like in the conditions that you, put, you take the means. Right? Just like that you're not going to, uh, a person uh, wouldn't sit at home, wait for, wait for his rizq to come to him, all of his money to come to him. That's, that's not something that anyone's going to do. Right? Just like that, you're not going to, Any, any other actions Tawakkul For you to take the means The condition is to take the means But it is an action of the heart That you hope that, only, that all of your affairs are In the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And it comes from raja' Hope All of it is, 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 a, is a foundation The foundation of it is hope وَقَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ the first the first ayah that Allah, that the author Rahimahullah Ta'ala brings is that uh, If uh, in Allah alone have your tawakkul if you are true believers. That's what we mentioned that. And the second um, ayah is إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهِ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا And the end of the ayah says وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ That from the characteristics of the believers are those. The believers are only those. الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهِ That when Allah is mentioned وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ Their hearts become They shake When they remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ And when the ayat of Allah are recited upon them زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا It increases them in, the, in their iman وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ And in their Lord alone يعني in Allah alone They put their tawakkul And this shows that this tawakkul is an act of worship وقوله تعالى أن الله says يا أيها النبي حسبك الله ومن اتبعك من المؤمنين أو prophet talking to the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم Allah is enough for you meaning have tawakkul in Allah if Allah is the one who's going to be enough for you then have tawakkul in Allah and hope only from Allah سبحانه وتعالى ومن اتبعك من المؤمنين and also Allah is also enough for the ones who follow you from the believers يعني Allah is enough for you and Allah is enough for the believers some people may misunderstand this ayah when he says, Allah and the believers are enough for you, O Prophet. No. 
Allah is enough for you. And Allah is enough for the believers as well. In terms of having trust in Allah. Allah is going to look after the believers. And Allah is going to also look, look after his Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah says in the Quran, وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ Whoever has tawakkul in Allah, then no doubt he's enough for him. That whoever has tawakkul in Allah, Allah is going to be enough for him in all of, all of, his, all of his affairs. And Allah says in another ayah in the Quran that was not mentioned here, أَلَيْسَ اللَّهُ بِكَافٍ عَبْدَهِ Is Allah not enough for his slave? And that's a rhetorical question from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminding you that if you have tawakkul in Allah and you hope only in Allah and you don't have hope in anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then know that that's going to be enough for you. But if you have hope in other people, anyone, other, everyone other than Allah, and you don't have hope in Allah, then those, all of those people, even if the whole world, they came together to give you something, they will never be able to give it to you. So therefore, a believer who's smart only put his, puts his tawakkul in Allah and only trusts and hopes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَعَنَ ابْنِ عَبَاسَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ مَا قَالَ Ibn Abbas, he said about the ayah, حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِيلُ قَالَهَا إِبْرَاهِيمُ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ حِينَ أُلْقِيَ فِي النَّارِ this statement and this amazing statement that should be on the tongues of the believers Allah Allah is enough for us and he is the best of disposal of our affairs what does that mean Allah is enough for me Allah is going to look after me in every way and he's the best one to dispose my affair he knows best where this this situation should go or the way that it should go or how my life what direction it should take Allah knows best which, what way it should take so no, ma- no matter what way it takes, I'm going to trust in Allah and I know that He's taking me in the best direction, even if I don't understand it. This word, Hasbun Allah, Allah is enough for us. وَنِعْمَ and He's the best disposal of affairs. قَالَهَا Ibrahim. Ibrahim, he said it when he was thrown into the fire. And what, he, what, what he's referring to is when Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wasalam, his people, they were going to burn him alive after he destroyed their idols. As Allah mentioned in the Quran, فَجَعَلَهُمْ جُذَاذًا إِلَّا كَبِيرًا لَهُمْ لَعَلَّهُمْ إِلَيْهِمْ يَرْجِعُونَ that he went, when they all went to their party, he went and he destroyed all of the idols, except for the big one. So that they come back and they look at their big one. Then when they came back and they saw, and they saw all their idols that they worship, these are things that you worship, and they just got destroyed by a human being, you're worshipping them. That's what Ibrahim trying to teach them, salam. And so they come back and they see, what happened? And then they, they said, قَالُوا سَمِعْنَا فَتًا يَذْكُرُهُمْ يُقَالُوا لَهُ إِبْرَاهِيمُ We heard about a young, young boy talking about these idols, he, they say his name is Ibrahim. Was, yeah, so they said Bring him in front of the people So that we can speak to him Then they said to him Ibrahim were you the one who done this to our gods? So Ibrahim said This big one done it The big, the big idol And he put the axe on, on the idol holding it And the big one done it So ask him If they can speak So the people they they looked around this. فَرَجَعُوا إِلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ فَقَالُوا إِنَّكُمْ أَنْتُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ They went back to themselves and they realized, hold on, these idols that were worshipped, they can't even speak. But then shaitan got to them. ثُمَّ نُكِسُوا عَلَىٰ رُؤُسِهِمْ they went, they went back to Ibrahim. ثُمَّ نُكِسُوا عَلَىٰ رُؤُسِهِمْ لَقَدْ عَلِمْتَ هَاؤُلَاءِ مَا هَاؤُلَاءِ يَنْطِقُونَ so Ibrahim said, I want anything that you worship besides Allah. Don't you have any يعني, intellect? So they said, they, they couldn't do anything. They couldn't say anything. What's the, what's the, the way of the person who can't do anything is violence, right? After he lost the argument. So they said, they said, burn him. 
and give victory to your gods if you're going to do anything. And so when they when they put the Ibrahim into the fire, they put him they put him on a catapult because the fire they, they, they built a fire. Okay? They built a huge fire. They say the fire was so huge that the birds couldn't fly over it. It was too hot. The birds couldn't fly over that fire. And so when they built such a huge fire, they realized that they can't even get close to the fire to put him in. So they built a catapult so they can throw Ibrahim into the fire. And so when they put him onto the catapult and they tied him up, Ibrahim was thrown and he was in the air. And so Jibreel came to him and he said, Do you need anything from me, O Ibrahim? Can I help you? And the angel Jibreel. Look at the Tawheed. Ibrahim said, Amma minka fala. You? No, I don't need anything from you. He said, Allah. Allah is enough for me. Wa wakil. He is the best one to look after my affairs. So what happened? Allah tells us in the Quran, Qulna ya ala Ibrahim. We said to the fire, Be coolness and say and and uh, uh, be cold and peace for Ibrahim and so Ibrahim was in the fire and Allah the authenticity of this that he said that the best time of his life was that he was when he was in the fire because of how peaceful he was and so his chains or the, his ropes they burnt the fire burnt the rope but it didn't touch him and he was he was he was, he was looked after by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that's what Ibn Abbas is talking about when he said Allah wa this this statement amazing statement Ibrahim said it when he was thrown into the fire. And also, وَقَالَهَا مُحَمَّدٌ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ حِينَ قَالُوا Also, the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم, they, he, he said it. When the people, they said, إِنَّ النَّاسَ قَدْ جَمَعُوا لَكُمْ فَخْشَوْهُمْ فَزَادَهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَقَالُوا حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِيلُ At the Battle of Ahzab. The Battle of Ahzab. The, the Battle of Ahzab was when the different tribes of the Arabs. And they say it was the largest gatherings of Arab tribes together in an army. The largest army ever brought together by the Arabs was against the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al-Ahzab when they surrounded al-Madina, they surrounded it. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after consulting the companions through the suggestion of Salman al-Farisi he built, they built, the companions they built a khandaq, a trench around al-Madina. Okay, at one, at one, one um, entrance of al-Madina because Medina was protected from all other ways from the Harra and the mountains. And then the one, there was one place in Medina that wasn't protected, so they built a trench, a long trench. And so the Confederates, the, the Quda'a, the big tribes, and the Jews, Banu Nadir, and Banu Nadir, and Banu Quraidah, Banu Quraidah, who was still inside Medina with the Prophet وسلم, they were treacherous against the Prophet. So imagine, imagine all of the Arab tribes, they're against you. It's cold weather, and they're just out there, 10,000 people. You've just left the city of Medina and you left with them who? The companions, a few companions who were, who were left behind and the Jews. And so you think you're safe and you're there. And the, so in front of you are the enemies and behind you are the Jews. And what happened? The Jews, they break their contract with the Prophet ﷺ. They were treacherous against the Prophet ﷺ. From both angles, so Allah describes that. He says, when they came to you from, from in front, from above and from below, Meaning the Mushrikeen, the, the, the Kuffar, and also the Jews. The, and the Jews who were inside enemies, and the outside enemies. And you found out that they, 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 you just left your children, your women, with those people who just, they, were, they just broke their contract with you. And they said they, 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 joined, they, 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 were, they joined the allegiance of those, of those Kuffar. الأبصار, the eyes, they, they, were, they were shocked. وَبَلَغَتِ الْقُلُوبُ الْحَنَاجِرِ And the hearts reached the throats. You know when you get a lump on your throat. وَبَلَغَتِ الْقُلُوبُ الْحَنَاجِرِ That fear, that extreme fear when you get a lump in your throat. 
Huh? That's what Allah is describing the believers. They were, they were in that situation. And so some of the people, some of the people, they were saying, The people, they've gathered against you, trying to fear the Muslims, trying to make the Muslims fear. Trying to make the Muslims fear. So Allah says, so they said, fear these people. So the Prophet said, what? This didn't do anything to the believers. It just increased them in the iman. And they said, Allah is enough for us. And he's the best disposer of our affairs. Even in that situation. So saying this word in situations of fear, where you think that there's no one left for you except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah will be a way out for you, ta'ala, if a person has that high level of tawakkul in Allah. Narrated by Al-Bukhari. And this is the, the hope, the action of hope in the heart. فيه مسائل الأولى أن التوكل من الفرائض Having tawakkul in Allah is from the obligations. You have to have tawakkul in Allah. الثانية أنه من شروط الإيمان That it is a condition of Iman. That you hope only in Allah. تفسير آية تفسير آية الأنفال تفسير آية الآية في آخرها الخامسة تفسير آية الطلاق السادسة عظم شأن هذه الكلمة how great this word is. This word has been Allah. Look at the effect of it. السابعة أنها قول إبراهيم عليه السلام عليه الصلاة والسلام. This is the speech of Ibrahim that he said has been Allah. ومحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم في الشدائد when they were in hardship. So when someone's in hardship, then it's good for them to use such words in order to hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects them from that. So those are the three actions of the heart that we've taken so far, right? And that is love and fear and hope. Oh, hope, huh? And then we said the, exa- the extremes are For a person, now we're going to go into Having no hope, I mean, sorry, being or feeling safe from the Punishment of Allah. And what Al-Amnu Min Makrillah, what it means is, is a person to feel safe from the punishment of Allah despite being a constant sinner. Yani he's constantly sinning and he has no fear of his sins. And he says, Allah, don't worry, Allah's gonna protect, Allah's not gonna punish me. This is Al-Amnu Min Makrillah. And it has two situations. Two situations. It can be kufr akbar, al-kufr akbar. It can be major kufr and take a person out of the fold of Islam. When? When a person has no hope, no fear of Allah. He has no fear of Allah. When it comes to the fear, يعني, fear Allah, I don't fear Allah at all. I'm not scared of God, that's what he says, for example. I'm not scared of Allah at all. That's kufr billah, of course. He doesn't believe in Allah. He has no fear. That's kufr. And the second situation is that he has fear, but it has become overcome. His fear has become, it's become so little. And it's become overcome by his hope in Allah that it became a, a sin, which is Amr al-Makrillah. So he has the asal of fear, he has a foundational bit of some fear of Allah. But it's so little that it makes him do sins and not even remember the punishment of Allah. That this is a major sin. Hmm. If he has no fear of Allah, completely dead heart. Kufr is a disbeliever. No disbelievers, they have dead hearts. His heart is weak. Exactly, these are the murja. Exactly what is the murja. The people who believe that Iman is just in the heart, for example. They come, they come exactly under this. Yeah. Allah says in the Quran, Do they feel safe from the punishment of Allah? And this, is, this is a rhetorical question. Istinkari. And it's, it's, it's a dispraiseworthy answer. 
أفأمن is this praiseworthy يعني أفأمنوا مكر الله do they feel safe from the punishment of Allah فلا يأمن مكر الله إلا القوم الخاسرون no one feels safe from the punishment of Allah completely except for those people who are losers يعني those people who lost in the dunya and the akhirah وقوله تعالى وقال ومن يقنط من رحمة ربه إلا الضالون who loses hope in the والقنوط من رحمته المحرم علينا في انتحينا نعم so that, that was the الأمن من مكر الله I need to give a definition also الياسو الياسو والروح من القنوط من رحمة الله the second thing is also the, the second extreme was what having having too much too much fear and no hope طيب Having too much fear and no hope. And that's two types. Number one, that you have no hope in the reward of Allah. You say, Allah is not going to reward me at all. And this com- com- comes, can be major and minor kufr. When is it major kufr? When is it major kufr? You don't... The way, I'm asking a question. No, I mean, can you say it's, it's major kufr? Allah has no mercy, يعني, for example. That's kufr, no doubt. But does it come under it? It's a good question. Allah, like it comes under it, no doubt. Comes under it. Yeah. There is no. He has no hope. Remember, he said he has no fear. It's major kufr, right? Yeah, I'm not, it's impossible for me to. I know Allah is not gonna have. Allah has no mercy on me. There's no mercy. I'm impossible, impossible. It's not possible. He believes in, it's not possible. Completely, completely, it's impossible for Allah to have mercy upon me. And this becomes kufr billah Obviously, when a person doesn't believe in the mercy of Allah, يعني. and also, and it, and it becomes minor kufr when, or minor is, is a major sin. Sorry, when he just he believes that most most likely Allah will not have mercy upon me. Most likely, why? Why is it a major sin for a person to have no for a person to lose hope in the mercy of Allah? Is it because it is a an insult to Allah? It's an insult to Allah to say Allah can't forgive me. Yani, if someone, if you do something bad, evil, something so bad to someone, and then he forgives you, what does that show about that person? He's a merciful. It shows good, right? So what about if you can, if you, if you, if, if a human being can have that? Why do you think Allah cannot have that? Even, Allah can have that even more, even more. And you, you, for, for you to lose hope, say, it's as if you're saying Allah is not generous enough to forgive me. Do you understand? It's like saying Allah is not generous enough to forgive me. Do you understand? Is that clear, guys? Are you sure? Huh? So that's why it's such a major sin. Because as if you're saying Allah is not generous enough to forgive me. Yeah. But he doesn't, he doesn't, it doesn't come from the angle of Allah. It comes from the angle of my sin so bad. I can't, I don't, I don't think I'll be forgiven. I don't think I'll be forgiven. Not because of the limiting of Allah. Just out of ignorance. Yeah. Um, how does, because obviously Allah mentions many times in the Quran that he forgives all sins. Hmm. So if someone makes that statement, are they disbelieving the verse? No, if, if he completely, completely believes that Allah does not forgive all sins, yes, disbelief. Back and if he thinks that my it's just from shaitan, you know, shaitan gets to someone and says, Nah, I can't. Shaitan, Allah's not going to forgive me, it's too much, I've done too many sins, then it's major sin, it's not kufr. Mm-hmm.
What is the hadith about um, Allah sending one one hundred of His mercy down to creation? Yeah, no, Allah created 100 mercies and He sent one, one down to the earth. And with it, he, with, because of that mercy that He sent down to the, to the earth, the animal lifts up his foot from stepping on its baby. And all of the, all of the mercy that we see in the, on the world, everyone has in their heart, is from that one mercy that Allah created. And the 99 mercies, Allah left it with Him on the Day of Judgment to forgive. Yeah. So that is losing hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And number two, the second type that it also comes with is Al-Ya'su min Ruhillah Is to lose hope that Allah is going to get you out of this situation Of a bad situation You're in a bad situation And you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not take you out of the situation This is also a major sin For example, someone is going through hardship He's going through complete, like, huge hardship And he says, how is Allah going to help me in this situation? It's too much I'm in too much debt I'm in too much, you know I can't get out of the situation. This is losing hope in the rawh of Allah. So there's two things, right? Al-qunutu min rahmatillah To lose hope in the mercy of Allah. And also, wal-ya'su min rawhillah To lose hope in the, the farad, yani the Allah. No, Allah taking you out of a bad situation. Disposing of his? Disposing of his? What you say? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. What if you think that Calamity that that's like come upon you because of your own sins, and then you blame yourself. So, like, I deserve this. You know yeah. so like, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But what we're talking about is the end of it. Allah can still, but you do now. Are you going to say now, I deserve it, therefore Allah will never take me out of it? That's where the major sin comes. But you say, Allah can take me out of it. Like, ask he asks Allah to take you out of it. No doubt. Allah is merciful. Allah is the most merciful. And there's something that a lot of people, they, a shaitan, he tricks the people. So I committed a sin, I'm never going to get out of it. And it's something that a lot of people, it needs to be, حقيقةً, just like people fearing Allah is, is spread amongst the people. Alhamdulillah, we tell the people to fear Allah, fear your sins, this and that. This also needs to spread, be spread equally. They need to remind the people that, يعني, someone he's, he's doing haram all day and night, and you go to him and say, if you, stop do, if you don't stop doing haram, you're going to go hellfire all day. You, that's what you're telling him all day. And, he, and then he loses hope in the mercy of Allah. Khalas, that brother told me, he had a beard, and he told me that I'm, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not going to go Jannah. That's it, I can't go Jannah, 100%. But you need to remind the people, no, Allah, Allah, if you just come back, Allah will forgive you. Say to my slaves who transgressed against themselves, don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah. And Allah says, Allah forgives all sins. Another ayah, Allah says, No one loses hope in the mercy of, of, of Allah, of His Lord, except for the misguided people. So Yusuf, no one has no hope in the relief of Allah. <coughs> The relief that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, except for the disbelievers. So these, this meaning that needs to be in the heart, yes, yes, we need to fear the punishment of Allah a lot. And we shouldn't go to the situation where, but we shouldn't go to a situation where we fear Allah, the punishment of Allah so much that we think Allah is not going to be, is not going to forgive us. And there's something that needs to be given to the people, especially to the non-practicing brothers and sisters, if that's a word that you can say. Huh? The brothers and sisters who are drowning in their sins. There's something that you need to put inside their heart as well. Allah will forgive you, don't worry. Allah will forgive you, just stop doing it. If you stop doing it, Allah will forgive you. Look at the story of the man who came and he saw his, his brother. This hadith will come later on in the book. He, saw, he would see a, a person doing a sin every single day. And he, he would walk and he, would, he was a worshipper. This man was a worshipper and he would walk and he would see a man doing a sin every day. For example, you see a man drinking alcohol every day on the streets. He's a Muslim. Until one day he said, to this man, Wallahi, Wallahi, I swear by Allah, Allah is not going to forgive you. 
So what did Allah say? Did Allah say yes, that's true? No. Allah looked. Allah said to him, "Man Who is swearing by Allah? Who is taking my name, saying I'm not going to forgive him? How can you say that I'm not going to forgive so and so? لَقَدْ غَفَرْتُ لَهُ وَأَحْبَطْتُ عَمَلَكَ I've forgiven him and I've made your good deeds, your worship, all null and void. That's the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He would forgive that person. From the mercy of Allah, when the man who killed 99 people, do you know a sin after shirk worse than killing, murder? Someone who killed 99 people, serial killer. He killed 99 people. He came and he, was, he asked the man, a, a, a monk, a, a worshipper. He asked the worshipper. He said, will Allah forgive me? This worshipper wasn't, wasn't a person of knowledge. So he said, Allah will never forgive you. 99 people. Ibn Hajar, he said, Ibn Hajar, he said, this man, this worshipper, he wasn't smart either. And this person has killed 99 people, you're telling him no? He's going to kill you as well. So he said, he didn't know the deen of Allah and he didn't know intellectually he wasn't smart either. And so the man killed him. So he killed him, he completed 100 people. 100. And so then he felt bad again. And he went to a person of knowledge this time and he asked him, would Allah forgive me? So the person said, who's going to stop Allah? Who's going to stop you from, from between you and the mercy of Allah? Allah will forgive you. But just leave this area where you're doing this sin, leave it. And so the man left. And whilst he was walking, whilst he was leaving the city, to the next city, where they, he said go to another city. So he was walking, going to the, next, the other city. He died on the way. And so the two groups of angels, they came. The angels who take the evil souls and the angels who take the good souls, they both came. And they were arguing. They said, no, we killed 99 people. And 100 people. The ones who take the bad souls, they came and they were arguing. They said, he killed 100 people. We're taking him. And so the ones who take the good souls said, no, but he wanted, he wanted to repent. He was repenting from that sin. And so... Allah sent down another angel to judge between them. And he said, they said, we're going to measure the distance between the land. If he's closer to the evil land, then he's going to the hellfire. And if he's closer to the good land, then he's going to the Jannah. So when they measured, they saw that he was closer to the evil land. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala moved the land and made him closer to the other land. And so the good angel, they took him. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave him. 99 people, Allah forgave him. Not only did he forgive him, he moved the earth for him. Moved the earth for such a person. طيب. So this is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is great. But also that shouldn't lead us to feeling safe. They feel safe from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do the people of the city, do they feel safe that the punishment of Allah will not come whilst they're sleeping? Whilst you're sleeping, maybe Allah, Allah will punish you because of your sins. Do you think the people of the city, do, do they feel safe that the punishment of Allah might, not, might come even at duha time, in the morning? Whilst they're playing? Do they feel safe from the punishment of Allah? No one feels safe from the punishment of Allah except for those people who are losers in the dunya and the akhirah. So this is the balance that the believer needs to have. So the first ayah was about amanu min makrillah, having... Feeling safe from the punishment of Allah. And the second ayah is, وَقَوْلِ تَعَالَى قَالَ وَمَنْ يَقْنَطُ مِنْ رَحْمَةِ رَبِّهِ إِلَّا الضَّالُّونَ Who has no hope in the mercy of Allah except for the misguided people? نعم. وعن ابن عباس رضي الله عنه نعم, what's the question? There's a question there. That brother. Well, yeah. You know, um, the first uh, pious thing that said the guy, Allah would never forgive him. Is it, did Allah not avoid his good deeds because it was an act of... It was an act of arrogance. 
It was an act of arrogance. It was an act of kufr. Yani the one who saw the man sinning. He says they took, they, because he took um, out of arrogance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nullified his good deeds. If you lose hope, you think Allah won't change the situation? It's a major sin, yes. That's what the, in the Quran, described as kafirun, they're the only people who have that characteristic. Mm. Do you believe that um, they have no hope at all? No, the, the khawarij, they, their fear overcomes their hope. So that's why they say everyone's a kafir, everyone's a disbeliever because of that. It overcomes, but they have it, they're still Muslims. According to the Opinion that they are Muslim. Wa Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhu is a correct opinion that they are Muslim. Wa Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhu ma Ibn Abbas he narrated anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam su'ila anil kaba'ir that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he was asked about the major sins. What are the major sins? Faqala he said ashirku billah to do shirk with Allah waliyasu min rawhillah and to lose hope in the that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take you out and relieve your situation walamnu min makrillah and to feel safe from the punishment of Allah. These are from the major sins. وعن ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه قال ابن مسعود he said أكبر الكبائر the biggest of the sins and the worst of the sins are الإشراك بالله to have to worship other than Allah والأمن من مكر الله and to feel 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 safe from the punishment of Allah والقنوط من رحمة الله and to have no hope in the mercy of Allah واليأس من روح الله and also to have no hope in the relief from Allah. Wallahu Abdul Razak. So these three sins are major sins. You have no fear of Allah or little fear of Allah, so you just do whatever you want whilst doing sins and you think Allah is not going to punish me. And you have, uh, or the opposite is that you have no hope in the mercy of Allah. It's also a major sin because it's a ta'an about Allah. You're insulting Allah. And to believe Allah is not going to take you out from the situation that you are in. Fihi masail al ula tafsiru ayat al araf. ثانية تفسير آية الحجر الثالثة the third one is شدة الوعيد في من أمن مكر الله how hard how the, the 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 punishment or the threat that has come against the one who feels safe from the punishment of Allah Allah has threatened that person والرابعة شدة الوعيد في القنوط and also it's a threat punishment for the one who feels that Allah will not have mercy upon him that's an insult again because it's an insult to Allah عز وجل that is that chapter, inshallah ta'ala, next lesson we'll go for Babu min al-Iman Billahi as-sabru ala qadarillah Having sabr on the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So we'll go into the next section about uh, in Kitab al-Tawheed Wallahu ta'ala a'lam Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala abdi wa rasulih nabina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawm al-deen Walhamdulillah rabbil alamin